edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, after a quick piece of news, we will get started with our quarterback positional preview. It is finally time for the positional preview episodes. So we're going to be getting you guys ready for your fantasy draft. Chris and I's fantasy league is starting up very, very soon. I've been sending out invites to all the players in it, and um, it's going to be very fun, including Chris, who happily accepted mm-hmm. my invitation. Um, no, I, I told him. I told him no, and then and he he totally believed me. Yeah, I totally right. did. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, anyway. it, it's good to be back for a positional preview. This is going to be a fun one. This is the start of a. I think it is, or it's either three or four weeks of positional preview. I know we have tight. I think four weeks we have tight, uh, QB positional preview, running back, uh, wide receiver, and then we combo and mush tight end defense and kicker all together yeah i believe that's how it's gonna work um so yeah by the way our wi-fi is back to normal i'm actually at the beach right now i'm like three blocks away from a beach and uh chris Mm -hmm. is back home but um the wi-fi here is really nice actually so i think we're gonna be perfectly fine in terms of sound quality other than chris is rocking in his horse chair like really loudly at the beginning of the episode but that other than that we're good it's all right and um People understand, Chris, that you need a rock in your horse chair. What? What? Wait, were you not listening? No, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was saying people understand that you need a rock in your horse chair because I heard a very loud, like, your chair creaking backwards. And we were talking oh, about yeah. it before. Chris was like, he was making noises and I couldn't hear them at all because uh, we're yeah, recording listen, this on Zoom. If I can catch, th- I was making horse noises. See, you guys can hear the horse. Um, I heard one thing and then it stopped. Because I think Zoom cuts out persistent uh, noises that aren't like because mm-hmm. it's not that way. It like only hears the talking, which is what's good about Zoom. So Chris was making horse noises, and after one, I couldn't hear it at all. But he only did one at the beginning of the episode, and that's all it took to make tons and tons of noise on here. But um, mm-hmm. we're not going to worry about it. And ooh, that's actually a really nice segue right there. Um, later this episode, we will be giving you a uh, actually. I would say a pre-recorded segment, but it's not a pre-recorded segment because we're recording this before the pre-recorded segment. So it's actually going to be a post-recorded segment with the co-host of the Don't Worry About It podcast. Um, our good friend Austin hosts that podcast. He'll tell you all about it. It's called Don't Worry About It. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And he'll tell you all about it. And he's going to come on for some fantasy talk too because he knows about fantasy as well. It's sort of like a different perspective because he's not necessarily like a full-on fantasy expert he's more he's kind of your average maybe a little bit above average because he's actually done really well he actually beat calvin and i in our fantasy league oh, he last was just, year he, the thing is with uh austin's team though if you lived off ripoff trades i mean austin is a, he's a like like chris said he's like a good fantasy player like your mm-hmm. average solid guy no not really an expert but we're gonna play use that because after we ask austin about some of his favorite quarterbacks where he's sort of gonna tell us about well he's gonna tell us about his podcast but then he's gonna give advice to people like him who are like a lot maybe a lot of people listening to this podcast like average joe's looking to get to the next level and uh, he'll mm-hmm. give you advice which i assume some of it will be how to rip people off in trades because he used that to get to a second place finish last year in our fantasy league so, mm-hmm. yeah, we, well, it'll be fun to have him on later. And um, yeah, his podcast, a very interesting podcast, not about fantasy football. So uh, I'm shocked that we are interested in it. No, I'm just kidding. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's not about fantasy football, but very interesting nonetheless. I think he put out a new episode just two days ago, I believe. So go check that out. It's called, the, it's called Don't Worry About It. And it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, let's get started. And our quarterback positional preview is today. So we'll be giving you guys our top 24 in quarterbacks. So the 24 quarterbacks that should be drafted, because in a 12-team league, each team should have two. So, and we'll start out with the number one, Chris, who, um, this is a really tough one, isn't it? Yeah, this is incredibly tough. I mean, this was, this decision was giving me nightmares that night. I just couldn't figure it out. I was like... I mean, it's kind of the decision. I'm like, is it Lamar Jackson or is it Tom Brady? You know, I was having a really tough time with that. (laughs) Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady's obviously the best player, right, Calvin? Of course, yes. No, anyways, it is obviously Lamar Jackson, the MVP, the front runner to ruin MVP next year, front runner to be the uh, highest scoring fantasy player in all of fantasy next year. And I think there's a consensus number one – 
for Lamar Jackson throughout the fantasy community. So I think it's pretty obvious that we have to have him there at number one. Yeah, I think so too. This is a very, very obvious choice. There's nothing really more to be said. His rushing ability combined mm-hmm. with his increase in passing production, which was a little bit surprising because his increase really was what brought him to star level. He threw mm-hmm. for many, yeah, many Calvin, Do you think it's worth drafting Lamar Jackson at kind of his ADP right now, which is somewhere in the third oh. round? Oh, wait. His ADP is not in the third round. There's no way. Most I mean, oh, take- yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to find out where Lamar Jackson's ADP is because there are a lot of people who take quarterbacks way too early. And Lamar Jackson, I think if I remember it, I think it was like 19, actually. I'll say for this for you guys. He's an early third round guy for me because of his rushing ability. That gives him such high of a floor. But quarterbacks, the depth um, besides Lamar, like there's not really that big of a gap between the best quarterbacks and some solid ones. And you can always get sleepers late in the draft. Like Lamar Jackson was a 10th round guy last year. Mm-hmm. So I would wait on him in the average overall draft. He's clearly the number one quarterback. If he drops to the early third round, I'd be fine with taking him. But if you're in a league with some average or below average Joes, then uh, or Josettes or whatever, um, or Joe Josies. with no E. Josies. Yes. Um, then if, if you're in a league with them, then, yeah, definitely uh, they'll, might, they might take Lamar Jackson too early. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Number it's two, to watch. Is, it's something you, you want to know your league members. You want to know if they're going to reach on quarterbacks to kind of develop your strategy if you're willing to risk a guy like Lamar Jackson. But in my opinion, I would much rather have a, a fifth round Patrick Mahomes than a third round Lamar Jackson. That's just my opinion. Yeah, def- I, um, yeah, I guess I would say that because a fifth round Patrick Mahomes is a bargain. Um, by the way, guys, and we're going to leave this in because this podcast is mostly unfiltered. So, uh, I know we forgot to do talk about the news segment before we got into Lamar, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about it now. Cam Newton has signed. Wait, are we actually? We literally. I'm actually stupid. I'm stupid. Just before the show, I was like, Chris, I'm going to talk about Cam Newton today, and then mm-hmm. I realized that we talked about him last week. Did we? Yeah, Cam Newton fantasy analysis, 2020 fantasy busts, episode oh 18 gosh, of the second really- goal fantasy <laughs> podcast. Oh my! Ooh. Oh gosh! Well, we hopefully thought we nobody was expecting any news. Yeah. Um, well, uh, our show is literally <laughs> titled Cam Newton fantasy analysis. That's the first thing that that you see in the title, and then it's 2020 fantasy busts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So we'll go to number two, and Chris is actually thinks this gap between Jackson and this this guy who's number two is closer than what I think it is. But Chris, both of our number twos are Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think this is another obvious one. I think that Patrick Mahomes very well could finish above Lamar Jackson. I think that people were kind of sort of discounting how good he was a few years ago. And if he hadn't gotten injured this year, I think that he could have been super good again. I mean, I am a little bit worried about Lamar Jackson's injury risk. That's the only reason I could see someone putting him at number two. But I think that Patrick Mahomes is a really good guy to have. He has so many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So I think that he has a huge chance to have any kind of he can have a boom game against any kind of defense you don't really need to worry about matchups with him he's a matchupless guy doesn't really matter he's a guy that you know you can trust to start and I feel like if you can get him maybe in the fifth round I'm willing to take that yeah I'd actually take Mahomes even earlier than the fifth round I think mid fourth round would be fine with me for him I mean just because he doesn't have the same rushing as Lamar Jackson the same rushing talent I mean fifth round I can understand waiting that long on him but I would say a mid fourth round pick is warranted for him yeah, I would definitely agree. I mean, again, it comes down to your league members. If you know that you can trust to get uh, Patrick Mahomes in the fifth round, that's a really good guy to work your draft strategy around because if people aren't taking quarterbacks high, then he's a really good guy that you can get as a bargain. That's and a in my rare opinion, league, though, where people aren't taking yeah. quarterbacks high. Mm-hmm. It, it is a common problem in uh, fantasy leagues, especially with – I don't want to necessarily say you're, you're – average player but you're maybe a little bit less experienced fantasy player they'll go ahead and just try and take a quarterback so if you're in more of an experienced league you might notice that players are more reasonable with where they're choosing QBs but if you're in a newer league then there there's a good chance that they're going to be reaching on some quarterbacks so you kind of have to worry about that but it shouldn't be too much of a I mean it shouldn't be too much of a problem if they're going super high because that means you can get super good values on uh running backs and wide receivers in the first couple of rounds so it's all it's kind of it's it's like a seesaw. I mean, if you there's quarterbacks and you wanting the quarterbacks, and if they're going early, then you're not getting the quarterbacks. But if they're also going <laughs> early, the other side is that uh, you can really get some good values. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, Mahomes, I, I actually realized, I think I have Mahomes as like my, maybe a late third round pick or early fourth, which I might move him down from a little bit just because my next guys are way later. But I mean, if Mahomes is at his best, the drop off between him and some other quarterbacks is undoubtedly pretty large. Mm-hmm. Um, my next guy, the number three is where we start to differ. And the number three and number four this for us are flip flopped. We both like both of these guys a lot and think they are being undervalued in fantasy drafts. Um, Chris, my number three was Dak Prescott even before they signed uh, the Cowboys signed CeeDee Lamb. But your number three was uh, Russell Wilson, who I have at number four. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson uh, played an MVP season last year. Uh, Tyler Lockett and I th- is really good. He's an all-around consistent guy that uh, Russell, Wilson can, Russell Wilson will be looking to a lot. And then he has DK Metcalf, who's a, uh, a great deep threat. And all-around, it's, it's just a solid team. They have a solid offensive line, so I know I can trust Russell Wilson. But even if he does get pressured, he does so well rolling out of the pocket and throwing and also running with his legs. And I think that little bit more of having those legs for Dak Prescott is what puts him over the edge for me. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I would I disagree just because Dak Prescott was performing so well last year. And Prescott does have that edge with his legs. Last year he had about 250 yards and three touchdowns. I'll definitely take that. That's a little bit less than Wilson. But Prescott in his high-powered offense was producing last year. He was number two, the number two QB last season, I believe, number three on a points-per-game basis. He's just an all-around great player. And the addition of CeeDee Lamb in the draft, that's going to help him so much. A star receiver in the very first round. He was the – actually, no, the third receiver off the board. But he should have been the second. And in a very talented receiver class, too, I think – think Prescott's uh, poised to take off both of these guys are guys that you can look for and um I think I would I think we we kind of like we we disagree but we really do agree because we both think that these guys are top tier Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott I think that this is kind of the top tier of quarterbacks uh Russell Wilson Dak Prescott Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson yeah I mean I'm kind of disappointed that the Cowboys drafted CeeDee Lamb because I liked Prescott better than Wilson then anyway now with Mm -hmm. Lamb his value is going to shoot up a little bit I think Wilson is not far behind. Well, he's not that far behind Prescott. Um, and I think he gets a little bit – he gets drafted sometimes behind guys like Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson when I feel like he's the more consistent and, and at times and definitely probably this year the better producer. And, um, Chris, I'm not ex- – let me see who you – yeah, our five and six are both the same. Actually, our five, six, seven – our five, six, and seven are all the same. It's Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, and Drew Brees. And I'll start this time with Kyler Murray, who I'm just putting at number five just because, yes, I mean, yes, he's a great running quarterback, and I like him a lot. That's why I have him in my top five. I just think that not only are Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson both so talented like we just talked about, Kyler Murray, uh, his passing ability hasn't really been completely shown yet. And yes, the Cardinals, this, the Cardinals adding DeAndre Hopkins, though, is going to give Murray a huge jump in his passing. But in the end of last year, he was kind of very inconsistent in his passing numbers. And his rushing numbers were still there, which was what was only keeping him remotely afloat. Um, yeah, and then that's, I mean, I still like Murray a lot, though. I think he's a slight overvalue for people looking for the next Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's true. But um, I definitely like him a lot. And then Deshaun Watson's sort of the same thing as Murray last year. Watson's more talented, I think. And he has the rushing ability, but he lost DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals. So he doesn't have that many weapons to work with. That's why I put him at number six, although he's very close to a guy like Murray. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just lost my turning thought. Uh, oh, yeah. I did read that there's a possibility that the Cardinals are looking at signing the one, the only Antonio Brown. Oh, oh no. No. We <laughs> did not bring up Antonio Brown on the, this show. Antonio Brown – I guess he wasn't really the Adam Gase who we just yeah, brought but, up uh, again. Anyways, the thing with Antonio Brown is now the NFL is considering forcing players to wear face masks because of the uh, coronavirus. So I sense maybe a, another possible Antonio Brown holdout because he doesn't <laughs> want to wear a face mask. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, my I goodness. Antonio Brown, he, he like, he's like a – I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know how you can be so worried about a helmet to the point where you lose millions of dollars. Like – He's basically I mean, saying I get to, that that helmet like costs millions of dollars to him. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think if it's his head and he's worried about that, I sort of got that. But then all the other stuff that ensued and then like he got in trouble with. Uh, I, know, the I know, but but it, the reason wasn't the, uh, with the helmet issue, wasn't the helmet was like not protecting him. The helmet that he actually wanted to wear didn't, the NFL didn't think it protected him very well. So the only reason was so that he could see a little bit better. 
Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's true, I like, guess. That's just no, but that wasn't too ridiculous until the other stuff happened. If you look at his whole timeline, it's, like, endless. It's insane. And it's not ending, which I hate. He's, like, the mm-hmm. Adam – he used to be the early show Adam Gase, who mm-hmm. – I know I brought him up again. I couldn't resist. Yeah. The guy we talk about every episode and heaps scorn upon. But um, Antonio Brown is definitely a worse person than Adam Gase, for sure. And I know that for Yeah. Him. Yeah, but, so – but, I mean, if, if Antonio Brown does go to the uh, car – to the or not i mean oh sorry i i did i say the cardinals antonio brown going to the cardinals yeah because we were talking i meant about to say brown. uh deshaun watson might oh, have antonio whoa brown. okay then he maybe goes to number five in my rankings yeah i know that's what i was saying so maybe bill o'brien is actually making a good move so here's what bill oh, o'brien did he basically <laughs> bill o'brien basically uh gave up deandre hopkins just so that he can ent- sign antonio brown Antonio Brown, that, wait, I, the more that I think about that, the more I realize how stupid that is. Antonio Brown might not even be able to play if he yeah, gets Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. I mean, but with Deshaun Watson and Antonio Brown, that could be a really good combination. I mean, people forget how talented Antonio Brown is. No matter, like, how much trouble he gets in, he's a very talented NFL wide receiver, and on any team he plays, he can be really good. And with a good quarterback like Deshaun Watson, that could cause some problems for NFL defenses, and uh, anyone with Deshaun Watson on their team maybe cause some problems for the – fancy opponent so my number seven guy I think I mean it's close between him and Josh Allen who I just bumped down because after the bye week during the fantasy playoffs his schedule is insanely tough and you don't want to have him during the fantasy playoffs but Chris can we just skip over number seven because I don't like talking about a guy that I was admin adamantly wrong about about earlier in this offseason oh Calvin that's sweet Calvin admits it Calvin I'm gonna need you to say Chris you were right can I get uh, it? No, I'm not saying that in general. I'll say, Chris, <laughs> you were right about Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees is our number seven guy. And I absolutely love Drew Brees. Like, I think that he has so much fantasy value next year just because his offense is so loaded. And I think that he he's really been healthy all his career. I mean, he had that one thumb injury, but that doesn't concern me too much. He recovered really fast from that thumb injury, too. I remember there was a timeline that people thought could be a lot longer. And I think that just the overall kind of mix-up of having Taysom Hill there, well, you say, hey, maybe Taysom Hill will take some snaps away from him. But I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. I think Taysom Hill is going to kind of replace some of those more running snaps where he's going to be running a little bit more. So I'm not too worried about that. They have so many offensive weapons. I mean, they have Michael Thomas. He has Alvin Kamara to throw to. He has Latavius Murray to hand it off to. Latavius Murray is a good uh, pass-blocking guy. They uh, Did they sign that offensive line lineman? What's his name? Uh um, I don't know which offensive lineman you're talking about. The Saints offensive lineman. Uh, There's f- five starters and some backups, too. <laughs> offensive um, lineman uh, in free agency. Clicking of the keys, I hear that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it canceled out most of it because of the persistent noise protection or whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew Brees, I just decided, looking over his last few season stats, I realized that they weren't as bad as I remembered. And then also his offense is just loaded, so I decided I changed my mind on Drew Brees. Yeah, but- I mean, that offense is so loaded, and he's been so consistent his entire career. I mean, like, you always can trust that, that Drew Brees is going to put up 20 points. And then there's that game where he has 40 points. So, overall, yeah. I just think that that possibility, because I know that he's going to consistently put up basically 20 points and that he's going to have a few games where he gets 40. That's just – I love that. I mean, sometimes I would even think about putting him ahead of Deshaun Watson, but I just think that Deshaun Watson has more legs and is a little bit more talented, so I can't put him there. But I really like Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, for me, I like Brees. I think it's pretty close between number seven and eight, not in terms of talent, but in terms of just fantasy production because Josh Allen is a running quarterback. He doesn't have the most weapons, but he runs for some of the most yardage in the entire league. He's sort of like a Cam Newton player, except Mm -hmm. not quite like Cam Newton, but like a lot of the same traits. Um, very inaccurate in the passing game. But if he can take a step forward in his second season, I could see him really exploding, and, and at least until after the bye. But, I mean, even with this tough schedule after the bye, and this is something to keep in mind, don't get down on Josh Allen just because of that. And I've sort of fallen into this trap myself. But the thing about running QBs is they can combat a tough opponent. It's like a few years ago. I mean, the Patriots never had the best defense. But Bill Belichick could not come up with schemes to stop Cam Newton before they signed him. And Mm -hmm. Newton absolutely tore them up. With running quarterbacks, they're just dual threats, and they can tear apart almost any defense. You see Deshaun Watson performing against – didn't he perform against New England? I think he, like, blew up Mm -hmm. against New England this year. And New England's defense was insane. You can cite so many examples, but just when they have that dual threat, 
Just because the defense is good at stopping a quarterback doesn't mean they're good at stopping a running quarterback and doesn't mean they will on a weekly basis. So actually, the more that I think about it, I think Josh Allen's actually very close to Drew Brees. And I wouldn't worry about his second half schedule too much because he'll still produce even in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I have uh, Josh Allen at number nine because there is one guy that's my big sleeper for the year, Ryan Tannehill, who I really like. I really like Ryan Tannehill. So I have Josh Allen at nine just because I think that I, I think that Tannehill is going to have a really good – actually, no, you convinced me, Calvin. I'm moving, I'm moving Allen up to eight and Tannehill down to nine. Oh, yeah, the convincer. I want you to hear me. I want – Chris, I want you to listen to me. You have to say – because you used, used to disagree with me about Josh Allen. You have to say, Calvin, you were right about Josh Allen. Calvin, you were right about Josh Allen. Yeah, your voice kind of faded away there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean. Yeah, because I, I, it was a sad acceptance that Calvin – was right about something. Yeah, same. Doesn't happen a lot. So Calvin has to. Doesn't happen a lot. So Calvin has to. No, when Chris. No, that, that's what I was gonna say. No, when Chris was right about Drew Brees, I was like, it didn't really sound right to say it because Chris is never right about anything. So, mm. yeah, it didn't really sound uh-huh. right at all. Wow, Calvin just repeating my jokes, isn't he? No, I was literally. <laughs> that's what they say after they repeat the joke. That's what they say after they repeat the joke. Mm-hmm. You repeated it out of my thoughts. Okay, this is too deep. Let's. <laughs> Um, Let's move on to. Uh, if we so, want to get into deep stuff, we can talk about Austin's podcast. So basically, later. we have the exact same eight players in our top eight. That's pretty interesting. The pretty only impressive. thing we have swapped See, is Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. It's kind of impressive that Chris copied my rankings exactly. What a what an absolute like impressive performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looks like he listens to me a lot. Uh, well, he didn't copy my rankings exactly, but the one thing we disagree on, I sort of understand Chris's point of view, but then mm-hmm. again, I don't. Okay, so who's your number nine, Calvin? Carson Wentz. Who? Oh, gosh. This is where where we have some trouble. (laughs) Chris was like, oh, I'm going to copy Calvin's rankings, and then I'm trying to figure out how to make this a joke. No, wait. Chris is going to move up Carson Wentz to number nine. We know it by the beginning of the year. I'll have to say, Calvin, Mm -hmm. you were right about Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz. Oh, wait. Why can't I just – I feel like I can't get into a thing about Carson Wentz. I'll just – I will. Carson Wentz, while he has some injury risk, he was able to stay on the field last year. But then again, it was his weapons last year who got hurt. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson coming back from injury. Jalen Rager, who struggled with drops from, at TCU. Um, he's a first-round wide receiver draft pick for the Eagles. So, I mean, he, Carson Wentz has undoubtedly got the weapons. He's got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard at tight end, two very talented guys. So I think with all that – and Miles Sanders to make space for him in the running game. I think Wentz will have a big step up from last season. When Even in the last end of the season, albeit with a soft schedule, he was pretty good. He was putting up solid numbers. Now with Alshon Jeffrey, who's a very talented player, expected to be the centerpiece of the offense. They've even got a guy to take the top off of the defense into Sean Jackson. They got another explosive player in Rager. So all, overall, I just really love the Eagles' offense next year. I mean, I won't say love the offense, but I love Carson Wentz. Also, don't forget, he's a running quarterback, and that's so important just because I feel like in future years when the NFL becomes more run-oriented, um, rushing yards will become worth less and mm-hmm. uh, just because all these quarterbacks who are at the top, except for Drew Brees, can run like heck. Yeah. Uh, the reason I can't put Carson Wentz in, uh, anywhere near as high as number nine, I have him at number 12. I actually just moved him up a little bit. It's because I just feel like he's so injury-prone. I think that he is the he is the, the the second highest guy that I have on this list that I think with the possibility of getting injured, like the second most likely to get injured on, in my list of twenty four. The others, Matthew Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger, is right. Oh there, wait, maybe. wait, wait! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! You said Matthew Stafford's the most likely to get injured out of any quarterback, and yet you love him next year. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Oh, let's go. I just got a that's fair. Oh, yeah. But I think the I'm reason winning. is because I would I would basically, <laughs> like, I'd rather have Matthew Stafford as much as I'd like to have a healthy Carson, a healthy Carson Wentz. A healthy wow. Matthew Stafford for me is the same as a, healthy, as a healthy Carson Wentz. Oh, no, well, yeah, that I agree with. But, like, I mean, the healthy Matthew Stafford ain't happening. Yeah, I know. That's why I have Matthew Stafford at number 16. Oh, you moved him down a lot. Okay. I have him at, oh, wait, I have him really low. Yeah, like, I did. Even, I have him at number 20, which is, like, e- really low, even for the lowest people, but I have a reason. And it's Yeah, but, so that's the thing with Carson Wentz. I just don't trust his injury risk. It's not that I don't think he's talented. I don't I don't love his weapons. I don't love the draft of Jalen Rager. So even if he is healthy, I he's not a guy that I'm looking to draft on my fantasy team, just my preference. And I think he's going a little bit too early, but 
overall, I just don't trust the injury, so I can't put him as high as number nine. I mean, I but feel my like- number my number nine is Ryan Tannehill, and that's just because I think that he's going to have a breakout season. He has so many weapons on off, or actually, he doesn't have a ton, but I know that he has a really solid running game to back up his QB play, and that's going to get him into the red zone a lot. And then he's going to be able to throw some short touchdowns. He's going to be able to get some yards because defenses are going to have to be putting a lot of players in the box. Uh, Derrick Henry can kind of catch some passes. I mean, actually, mm. eh. I feel like he's he's a he's enough of a threat to catch some passes that teams have to worry about it. You well, know? He's a threat in the running game, though. I feel like yeah, that's what and that, and that's going to sack the box. And then you have AJ Brown, who's a great deep threat. I think if they can get one receiver to kind of develop as that guy that they can trust on a more consistent basis as that like short guy, maybe Corey Davis never really turned into that, but I know they have a bunch of guys on that roster that could definitely do that. So I think that if any one of those, that if, if that happens, and I think that Ryan Tannehill can easily be number nine, but at the moment, I just trust that he'll be number nine. I really like his potential. And he was a pro bowler despite only starting like after week three, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty crazy. Ryan Tanhill, very great player for sure. I definitely agree that I like him. I just don't love him quite as much as you do next year. I have him at number 12, just because there's 11 guys that I think I really like next year. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, Tanhill's very good too. I think that uh, what the other thing I was going to say, I mean, with Jalen Rager, there's some bust history at wide receiver in TCU with Josh Dotson a few years ago, who's mm-hmm. basically fallen yep. off the map. Yep, 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 yep. yep. See, that's exactly what I'm saying. I just don't like TCU. I don't like the fact that he already has drops on his record. And, like, I feel like lately the speedsters haven't been really working out in drafts too much. I feel like it's been more of the consistent guys that I'm willing to trust in fantasy drafts. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, also, the other thing, if our rankings have not been changed on sites.google.com slash view slash second angle fantasy, um, we're going to try to get them uh, changed. Chris has Ryan Tannehill at nine and Josh Allen at eight, just in case any of you are looking at the rankings and see if they're – just in case they're not edited yet and you see, why are they switched around? These are mm-hmm. Chris's actual rankings. Allen's at eight and Tannehill's at nine. Um, yeah, I, I've been changing things as the show is going on, if anyone's curious. Yeah, so they might not be exactly the same on the site, but Chris will – Try to change him soon. Um, but yeah, just in, in, just in case you see that, of course, just disregard that switch. Or no, mm-hmm. don't disregard that switch. Regard the switch we told you about here. Um, so wait, my number nine is Carson Wentz. Your number nine is Ryan Tannehill. So we'll go to our number 10. And Chris, you can start. It's Tom Brady for both of us. Yeah, it's Tom Brady for me because I think that I don't know. I'm just a little bit worried about it. It almost seems too good to be true that he becomes some breakout star with the Bucs. I don't think that Rob Gronkowski is the tight end that people are saying, but I do like Tom Brady just because he has so many weapons. And I think that those weapons are what's going to make him a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Rob Gronkowski, I think might be a little bit overrated mm-hmm. and, and you'll see I, that I in think our he's tight very end rankings. Overvalued, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you can't really argue with that though. That's some nice weapons and a high-powered explosive offense where Jameis Winston threw so much last year. I really like yeah. that. Yeah, I really um, like that too. Yeah, so I we agree on Brady. We'll go to number 11, who is Matt Ryan for me and Aaron Rodgers for Chris. And I'll start with Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan, he's just a very – I don't want to um, – he's just a very uh, consistent guy. I mean, year after year, mm-hmm. he's been putting up nice numbers. I think this year, though, it's not just that, though, because this year – feel like I mean I think he had a good end to last year I'm pretty sure he ended last year pretty well he's still got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley I mean he gets Austin Hooper yes is leaving but he gets a Hayden Hurst as a replacement and Todd Gurley to open up some space in the running game so he's overall got a very nice offense very solid the Falcons really picked it up at the end of last year in general and so I think Ryan will carry that over into this year and become sort of a back-end QB1 maybe like he was last year mm-hmm. definitely um, yeah, so you're 11. Number 11 is Aaron Rodgers, who I have yeah. lower at number 14. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit low, but I kind of understand. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be really consistent. I think that he has that – he's kind of like Drew Brees, but a little bit toned down a little bit, and I think that's why I have him at number 11, because he's old, and he's – but he's just consistent. I mean, you can trust that he's going to put up some fantasy points, I feel like, and the injury risk isn't too much. I mean, he's dealt with collarbone injuries, but I just don't think he's – it's likely that he gets another collarbone injury. I mean – even though he is getting old. I'm not too worried about injuries. I just think that Devontae Adams is a good receiver that he can look to a lot. And uh, Alan Lazard, I think, is going to develop really well. So I just – I Aaron Rodgers isn't really someone I'm considering taking for my fantasy team, but I just like him overall. 
Yeah, I mean, he's going to go way higher than number 11 mm-hmm. in fantasy yeah. drafts because of name recognition, which is bad. Don't take him there. Mm-hmm. I have him at um, number 14. And just because, first of all, there are 13 guys who I really like. I mean, I said like nine before, but there are like 13 guys I really like in quarterbacks this year who I think will all do better and have better potential. Aaron Rodgers was like number nine QB last year because he had like a game or two where he had like 40 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he They got no weapons. The Packers didn't draft anyone. He's another year older, and I see he's been slowly declining for years. Very slowly, but since the Packers haven't helped him out, he can't really help it. So I think that's why I have him at 14. But I respect your decision at 11. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, my number 12 is Carson Wentz. And so it looks like Calvin uh, and I kind of flip-flopped Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill here. And I already kind of talked about Carson Wentz. I just don't trust Jalen Rager. I don't think it was a very good draft pick by the Eagles. I think that – I think that – I do like the tight end situation. I think the Dallas Goddard is really good. Zach up. Ertz is a solid tight end as well. I mean, obviously, he's been solid for a few years now. And so just overall, I, I like the situation, but I don't love it. So that's why I have him at number 12. I feel like that's kind of a, around average for him. Okay, I mean, Carson Wentz, Wentz is definitely a risk. I can definitely see that. But I had just have him higher. And, um, yeah, so my number 12, let's go see. My number 12 is Ryan Tannehill, who, I mean, we talked about him earlier, so I won't spend too much time on him. But, like, yeah, like Chris said, the only reason I have him lower, though, is just because there's so many guys in – I keep saying this, but there's so many guys for QBs that I like, and Ryan Tannehill just sits sort of at the back. I just think his touchdowns will come down a little bit from what they did last year at his absurd touchdown rate. Yes, and Derrick Henry's still going to make holes for him. A.J. Brown will take another step forward, I predict, and uh, they'll become mm-hmm. a pretty high-powered offense, but I think he'll just be a back-end QB1. And that's still – from where I've been seeing him in fantasy drafts, he's still going at a spot where I'm definitely comfortable taking him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so number 13 for you, Chris, is Matt Ryan. And then, so why don't we start out with you since you have him two spots lower than I do? Yeah, it's not that I don't like Matt Ryan. I just like Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz a little bit more because I just trust, uh, it's not that I trust them. It's just, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a sour taste is still in my mouth because I traded for Matt Ryan early in the season and I thought he was going to be so good. And he just really let me down. Like, he was so inconsistent. I mean, he just couldn't put together a solid fantasy game. Like, I I remember looking at his stats from the season before last year, so 2018. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. He had a couple 40-point games. And I kept on expecting one of those every once in a while. And I just never got it. And he just never seemed to deliver what I expected. So, for that reason, I just stuck him at number 13. I mean, maybe it's a little bit, like, a little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bias against him, I guess, sort of, so. I mean, well, Matt Ryan, last year, two years ago, yeah, I was really expecting a lot from him last year, and he Mm -hmm. didn't quite put that up, but I still think he's a good player anyway. Yeah, I literally basically kind of, like, switched out Lamar Jackson for Matt Ryan, like, in a deal that that I liked, and that's basically what I was getting, kind of, and I just... It's the biggest – that's the worst decision I ever made because I think I could have easily finished second and maybe even won the championship. I, oh, no, 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 no. I would have beaten you. Wait. No, I wasn't in the playoffs. Never, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think if I had had Lamar Jackson on my team, it would have just been stacked. Like, it would have been insane. Okay. I mean, two years ago, I won the championship in our league, though. So, But, yeah, if you had Lamar Jackson on that team, that would have actually been really crazy. Yeah. That was um, a good pick by me. I, I kind of just put a little flyer out there uh, last season. Oh, what a good pick by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just complimenting myself. <laughs> yep. Um, so number 13 for me is Joe Burrow, the rookie over in Cincinnati. And I don't know why I'm talking so slowly. Joe Burrow, I really like him next year. He's a rookie, like I just said, and I haven't really said anything else about him yet. I think he's going very undervalued in drafts. I've been seeing him going at the end of some, and I don't really understand just when his potential is so high. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins at wide receiver, and Joe Mixon at running back. I love that potential. And the only reason I have him a little bit low is just because of the Bengals' offensive line. But I think if a player is talented enough and has enough weapons, they can overcome a pretty bad offensive line to produce, and I think Joe Burrow will be able to do that. I might move him behind Aaron Rodgers just because of the offensive line, but I have Burrow at 13 and Rodgers at 14. So Chris- Yeah, I mean, you have Burrow really high, but I still have him going higher than uh, what a lot of people have him ranked. I have him at 17. And it's just because I feel I don't, I'm not super confident in a rookie quarterback. I'm not too excited about risking a rookie quarterback who has, whose top wide receiver has a ton of injury risk. 
in A.J. Green. And then Tyler Boyd is solid. I don't mind Tyler Boyd. But then he also has a struggling offensive line. There's the risk that Joe Mixon could hold out. Overall, it's just there are a lot of things that I feel like could go wrong. If it all goes right, I definitely agree with your ranking, Calvin, of number 13, maybe even higher. But for, at the moment, I'm just too worried to put him up there. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I was like, when you said Burrow was at 17, I was like, wait, no, he's at 18 because I saw him there earlier on the notes sheet. Then I scroll mm-hmm. down and I see Chris's cursor next to uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who he had switched with Joe Burrow, done a little <laughs> switcheroo in the middle of the podcast. So I've done that a lot. I'm, I'm kind of reading over my rankings. I'm like, ah, I actually kind of like this guy. You know, the more I the more I talk about quarterbacks, the more I think about it, and the deeper I think about it, and the deeper I go, and then realize that I like this guy here or like this guy there. You know? Yeah. So let's see. Um, my number or your number fourteen, Chris, is Daniel Jones, and he's number fifteen for me. Yeah, I I don't I I think that I think that Daniel Jones is going to have a breakout season. I mean, I actually no, I don't think there's going to be, but I think there's potential for a breakout season there. I actually think the Giants offense is going to be better than a lot of people think too. I think people don't expect the Giants offense to be good, but I think that they're going to be surprised. I I actually quite like the Giants offense. I think they're going to be above average. They have some good weapons on offense. Obviously, they have Saquon Barkley. They have a uh, Wayne Gallman, who's a good passing back. He's a good little change of pace guy. And then they have Sterling Shepard, who has injury risk, but I think that he can. He's really good when he's on the field. And then they have Darius Slayton, who I think is going to be a breakout wide receiver next year. Oh, Calvin, Darius mm. Slayton. Well, for we'll get, NFL, well, no, not safe, for fantasy. For, yeah, NFL. For, for NFL, I think he's going to be a breakout, and that's going to translate to fantasy, in my opinion, maybe not for Calvin, but uh, – I just think that overall, there's a lot of things that could go right. I mean, obviously, I just feel like there's not that much that could go wrong other than injuries. But I, I know Daniel Jones isn't going to get injured. And even if someone like Sterling Shepard does get injured, I still think he's going to be able to put up enough fantasy points to be somewhat relevant. So even if that does happen, but I think that if all his receiving core stays healthy, then he could have a lot of fun next year and really be a breakout guy. Yeah, I mean... Well, first, Darius Slayton, I think he's, he's a breakout in the NFL in general, not for fantasy. Um, I really like the Giants offense, though. I agree with you. And I put Daniel Jones at 15 basically because I think he's going to take another step forward. He's a pretty popular breakout pick, and I think he's going maybe a little high in drafts, but probably at about the right spot, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm perfectly fine with this. Honestly, um, I, think, I think he's going a little bit low in my opinion. I think he's going a little bit lower than like 14. I think he's going maybe 15. But, like, oh, okay. I, I yeah, kind of like really him where he is where just because he does right have that breakout chance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have him at 15, but I think 14 is fair, too. Uh, my 16 and 17 are both guys who are um, pretty consistent. We're just moving a Wait, little I gotta fast. Wait, I got to get to my 15. Oh, you did? oh, yeah, we forgot about your 15. Yeah, my right. 15 is Kirk Cousins, and uh, I guess I'll save some Kirk Cousins for later. You guys will find out why. Okay, yeah, I'll talk about Kirk Cousins briefly right now, and I think Chris sort no, of No, save, save Kirk Cousins for later. Okay, well, yeah, because later in the show, uh, Austin's going to talk about Kirk Cousins. So why don't we save that for a little later? And since we're trying to move fast so that we have um, the podcast doesn't get too long since we have an interview segment later, I'll just get through my 16 and 17. My 16 is Jimmy Garoppolo. My 17 is Kirk Cousins, who we'll talk about later. Um, But my 16 is Jimmy Garoppolo just because he's not really that exciting. And he'll have some games where the 49ers just run the ball the whole time and uh, don't let him pass. But I think he's a talented guy, and he's got George Kittle. He's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk to throw to, so not too shabby of weapons. And I think he can put up consistent numbers when the 49ers are throwing. So he's sort of a mid-tier QB2 for me. Yeah, I I, I don't have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in my top 24. What? Wait, we haven't heard this before? I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo at all. I think that oh, there's going to be too much running no. there. Oh, oh we're gonna he have lost a Joe Staley, who was a good uh, pass-blocking offensive tackle. And uh, I don't think that the weapons are no, there just yet. Please. I don't really like Debo Samuel. I think no. that and now we have Debo Samuel's foot injury. And overall, I just feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be consistent, but it's going to be consistently like 12 to 15 points a week, I feel like. No, maybe well, he did a little better team. than that. He's in the top 24. I can see him being lower, but not that low. You think he's ahead of a guy like – let me see who's the, the back of your rankings. You think Jared Goff and Ryan Fitzpatrick will do better than Jimmy Garoppolo next year? Yes. No! Wait, you said that confidently, too. Oh, I don't yes. know if I can take it. This is like the Darius Slayton thing with Chris. Chris hates me for my take Actually, on Darius Actually, you know what? I'm making a bold decision here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, goodbye. 
Andrew Locke. Welcome in. No, Andrew Locke too? What? No, no, no. Please, please save me. Oh, I mean, I mean, I sort of get the take, but like, I feel like that's way too low. Do you have him as your number 26 quarterback or lower? Oh, it's, it's, he's tied for 25th with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. Well, I got you to move him up half a spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah, my number, we went through our top. Oh yeah. So my number 16 is uh, Matthew Stafford and I'm Matthew Stafford. I know we're going fast, but I'm going to take a minute to talk about Matthew Stafford. Cause my number 17 is Joe Burrow, who I already discussed, but uh, Matt, Matthew Stafford, I just feel like he has so much potential if he doesn't get injured. And the reason I haven't met 16 is because it's so likely that he's going to be injured. But if he's not injured, he has so many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. With Kenny Galladay, he got DeAndre Swift. He has Marvin Jones. He just overall has a solid team on that side. And if he stays healthy, I think he could put up a lot of numbers. And then at 17, I have Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk too fast. I mean, we've got a little bit of time. I just think next with next week's rankings, we're just going to do some, like, various spots. I don't think we're going to read all 60 running backs because yeah, this is taking be a little longer than weeks. Week, hopefully we won't – or actually not hopefully. Maybe we will. I don't know. We probably won't have another special guest segment. So Yeah, yeah I guess we won't. Um, unless someone wants to come on. You could email us at secondandgoalfantasy at gmail.com um, if you want to come on. Uh, but, yeah. My 18, 19, and 20, I'll read them all at once. It's Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, and Matthew Stafford. Baker Mayfield I like because he's sort of a bounce-back candidate. He got a new tight end in Austin Hooper, and um, I really like his weapons there with Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham Jr., and Kareem Hunt as well. A new coach since Kevin Stefanski should really help him as Freddie Kitchens was not adept at using his talents well. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is number 19, and I think if he can return to his old form, he was the number three quarterback a couple years ago. People forget that. And even if he suffers a severe drop-off, especially after he doesn't have Antonio Brown anymore, of course, um, I think even if he does that, he could still become a mid-tier QB2. And they're all ahead of Matthew Stafford, who I just think is going to play the first half and sit out the second half of the season like he's done the past two years. Back injuries have a way of coming back, and I don't get it coming back. Oh, you guys didn't hear. Get, you get, uh, back injuries have a way of coming back. Oh, good one. Yeah, they're going to come back I did hear, but I didn't get the joke at first, honestly. Oh, <laughs> he'll play the first half of the season, I feel like, and then just sit out the second half. Uh, so, Chris, why don't you just give us your 18, 19, and 20? Yeah, my uh, – I see another me... movement oh, yeah, <laughs> in the sorry. room. Sorry, let me just edit some stuff on the website. Uh, anyways, my uh... – Oh, you're editing on the website, too? Yeah, I'm editing on the website, too. Uh, my 18 is that's why that's why I didn't really get your joke. I didn't think about it enough. But uh, uh 18 is Ben Roethlisberger, and I think that I'm I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to struggle coming back from that elbow injury. So that's why I have him pretty low. 19, I have the Cam Newton who we talked about earlier, and I think that's a very fair spot. I think that he can. Wait, we be didn't really talk about him earlier. We talked about him I mean, last week. About her last week on the show, but uh, well, we kind of talked about him. Yeah, no, we did. Cam Newton fantasy analysis, remember? No, no, we kind of talked about him earlier on this show. No, we just mentioned that we were going to talk about him. Yeah, I know, so we kind of talked about him. Okay, well, we didn't talk about his fantasy value. (laughs) Yeah, but anyways, I think at 19, that's fair, just because he does have so much potential on a really good – on a under Bill Belichick, I think that he could be good. Bill Belichick could use Cam Newton's talents. I am a little bit worried about injury, too, and there are some things that could go wrong. I don't know how he's going to do with Julian Edelman. I don't know how the Patriots are going to play – with a running quarterback instead of Tom Brady, who they had for so many years at the helm, who is really just a pocket passer. So I don't know how that could work out, but if things go right, he could definitely be really good. So I have him at 19. Yeah, I definitely think if things go right, he could be very good. I'm just a little worried about the injury risk, Mm -hmm. which is why I have him as my number 21 quarterback, mainly because of the injury risk. I basically agree with everything else Chris said, though. Um, Number 22 for me is Gardner Minshew, who – doesn't really have a ton of upside, but he showed last year that he could be capable in fantasy, and I think he can put up some numbers. Um, number 23 for me is Teddy Bridgewater, who we'll save for later because Austin's going to talk about him later in the interview segment, which is actually just coming up in a second. Mm-hmm. We'll play you the segment. And then number 24 at the end for me is Jared Goff, who I was really surprised because the year before last year, Jared Goff was actually a very good player. But then last year, he sort of dropped off a lot. He was really under pressure a lot. He was getting blitzed. And even though he had tons of weapons, he couldn't really produce, which is why I have him at the back, because there's just 23 guys that I can get a little bit excited about. Jared Goff should be the last QB gone in your draft. And um, don't let him get overvalued. Just don't. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, my uh, 20 is Teddy Bridgewater, who Calvin said we'll talk about later. My 21 is Baker Mayfield. And this was a tough place to put him because I feel like I just don't trust Baker after he had such a bad season. I feel like there's definitely the possibility of a rebound, but I mean, I don't know how – I don't really – I'm not 100% don't have 100% trust in Austin Hooper at the moment. And Odell Beckham, I don't really trust that much. The only receiver that I really trust that I know is going to put out a, like a consistent workload from an NFL standpoint is going to be Jarvis Landry. So, I don't know. They're just – Baker Mayfield isn't really calling to me to be higher than like Teddy Bridgewater just because I think Teddy Bridgewater has so much more potential. But I'm not saying that I hate Baker Mayfield. Okay, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I can see that, though. Um, like, I'm not going to – Hate, hate on you for it. I just think that I have Mayfield a little higher because I think he has a chance at a bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Chris, why don't you read the rest of yours? Yeah, my 22 is Philip Rivers, and Calvin's going to hate that Oh, one. no, wait, yeah. I feel like Rivers Phillip ahead Rivers. of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. How's that feel? Oh, Philip Rivers. No, no potential, no arm strength. He was playing awful last year. I know. I think that he does have something left in the tank, which is where you're wrong. He has a lot of good weapons in Indianapolis. He has a solid tight end uh, he has a solid tight end in Jack Doyle, who I think is going to be really good. He has T.Y. Hilton, who's good. And then he has uh, the guy that I think is going to be super good, maybe even the best, one of the best uh, rookie wide receivers, and that's Michael Pittman. So overall, I just like the, the receivers there. And I think that the weapons, even if he is getting a little old and his, arm strength is, is, and his arm strength is diminishing, that's the reason why I think that he still fits in at number 22. I mean, I think it's fair. I just don't really see the potential. And I feel like you could predict a bounce back season with his better offensive line, but I don't think he has quite the weapons to get a resurgence in his career. Although I guess there's a small chance that he does. Mm -hmm. Okay. My number 23 is Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, I think that he's just going to be a guy. I mean, he's kind of just there. Like (laughs) he's kind of just there. He's just like, you know, he's going to put up some fantasy points, but you know, he's not going to do anything incredible. You don't, you know that he's not going to be putting up a ton of fantasy points every week. So I just thought of him at number 23 because I feel like he does have some weapons, but I don't really trust him just as a quarterback that much. And then my number 24, which I just added replaced uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick with Drew Locke. And that's just because I really like the Broncos offense. Other than honestly, this is kind of a, I'm kind of contradicting what I said earlier. I mean, what I just said about I like Drew putting Drew Locke in, but I think that he is the weakest part of that uh, that Broncos offense. Nice argument for Drew Locke. (laughs) The rest of the yeah, I think that he's like the worst part, but I think that the rest of the offense is going to allow him to be a backup that I can put in, and maybe there's a chance like if they're playing a bad defense that he could have a good game. Yeah, he's like my number 25 quarterback, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're going to head out now. Um, we're not going to head out. We're actually going to be back in just a moment. Uh, Chris, do you want me to put Drew Locke in for you at number 24 on the website? Yes, I would. So, yeah, okay. uh, that kind of concludes our QB position ranking. This is weird. We've never really done like a, a different segment, different recorded at a different time. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if we we'll... get a celebrity guest on, which I hope we do sometime soon, we might do something like that so that we don't mm-hmm. infringe on too much of their time. Um, but yeah, we're, we've been emailing some people who will remain unnamed, but uh, we, nobody's written back so far, but I hope they write back very soon. Um, thanks guys for listening. Wait, this isn't even the end. I keep forgetting this isn't the end of the podcast. Yeah, but so we so, will be back in like... No, we're literally going to be back in seconds. two seconds. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, we're uh, not going to be back in two seconds. It's not a pre-recorded interview because we have not recorded it yet. But we're just going to be getting into it in just a moment. It's going to be an interview with the host of the Don't Worry About It podcast. It's called Don't Worry About It. It's yeah, not called so The will... Don't Worry About It podcast. It's called Don't Worry About It. And uh, it's Austin. His name is Austin. And, and uh, uh, we told yeah, you about we'll, him earlier. We'll, we'll literally be back in like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so all right. So yeah, we're, we're not going to be, for us, it, it's, I can't explain it. You guys understand. So uh, without further ado, here is the interview with Austin. So we're here now with our good friend, Austin, who's a member of our fantasy football league and co-host of the, or actually not co-host, just the only host of the Don't Worry About It podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It's called Don't Worry About It once again. Um, so Austin, thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, before we get started, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast? It's a very good podcast, not about fantasy football, but very good nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank, thank you, Calvin. Yeah. So I have a podcast called Don't Worry About It. And it's basically about um, a lot of just issues that I face, you know, in my day-to-day life. And it's the goal of it is basically just to talk through those issues 
and like see see how I can uh, basically find a perspective, maybe try and change my mindset and uh, just not worry about those issues as much as I used to. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's, it's really good. Podcast, it's, yeah. yeah, and you have some stuff about kind of society and what, you know, just everything. It's really interesting. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah why don't we get started? So today, um, Austin isn't like the most expert guy about fantasy, but he knows a decent uh. amount. And um, so he's going to give us some, uh, he's going to give us some quarterbacks that he likes in fantasy for this year. And then at the end of the show, he might give some advice to average fantasy players about what things are most important to do well in fantasy leagues. And Chris and I talked about this earlier in the show. We had something, we had an idea of what you might, one of the the things you might say, we'll see if you say it, but um, okay. okay. So we'll tell you if you do, but your first, all right, we'll we'll start out with your first guy um, for, for your first quarterback that you like in fantasy next year. Oh, yeah, baby. Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. This is this is my guy because he he's on the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm a Vikings fan, so, you know, he, he's always been my guy. Maybe but, a little biased there. Maybe a little. Uh, yeah. On, a, on, the, on the technical sides of things, right, I think um, in all honesty – uh, at first, when they signed him to such like uh, expensive contract, I thought I was I was honestly kind of mad because I thought it was kind of stupid by the Vi- by the Vikings to spend so much money on the guy. But after watching him play the the past season, I've I've grown to actually really like him. I think he I think he's very conservative in the sense that he he doesn't do anything too stupid. And I think that's – and he, he also, like, has nice composure too. Like, under pressure, uh, I think uh, he's, he's able to handle himself well. Like, in the playoff one against the Saints, everyone I, – I think – I forgot what the odds were, but everyone was against the Vikings uh, in that game. And, you know, I, and, of course, I, I still had to have faith in the Vikings because I'm a fan. And I'll be honest, there, there was that in my back of my mind, like, Hey, they 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 probably don't have a that good great of a chance of winning this. So like, it's probably not going to happen. But then he pulled through, and that was really uh that was really uh, good to see. So yeah, I think he, he this will lead to like consistent fantasy scoring next year too. Like his ability to play smart. Yeah, I mean, I think Chris likes Cousins a little more than I do. And I agree with you, Austin. I mean, he really overcame all odds to get his first playoff win last year against the Saints. And I think that, um, yeah, you're right. He's just very consistent. I mean, he doesn't have necessarily the blow-up fantasy games that some other guys have, but he's a nice backup. And I think he, he's been going uh, pretty low in fantasy drafts, yeah. low enough to where I would be considering drafting him. Maybe even mm-hmm. I've seen him going as like a back-end QB too. Yeah, and I just think mm-hmm. that he, he's yeah. so consistent. So when you're in a tight situation, you know what you're going to get from him. If you're a big quarterback like you're uh, Ryan Tannehill or your Drew Brees is injured, then you know you can put Kirk Cousins in and you know that you're going to trust that he's going to score 15, maybe mm-hmm. even 20 points a week. So you just know you know what you're getting with him, which is a really good – it's really good to have trust in your backup quarterback and know that you can always fall back on something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Austin, we saved oh. the, these last two oh, guys yeah. – Oh, go ahead. Oh, am I just am I just doing like the the whole three? Yeah, go. We do your oh, whole three. We oh, save these last two for. Uh, to, oh. for you. Or go ahead. Course, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, I got I got my boy Teddy Bridgewater from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I know this is this is a, this this sounds like um this sounds bad because don't worry I'm not a Saints fan I'm I'm still I'm still a big Vikings fan but. The thing about Teddy Bridgewater is that he was a Vikings player, and you think I'd be mad that he went to the uh, went to the Saints? And I was a little bit at the beginning, but I, I honestly thought it was really cool to see a young guy like this playing on like such an explosive offense. And what's so what's so cool what's so cool to see him is like when when Drew Brees got injured and couldn't play, it was so cool to see a guy that. I was I was so excited about on the Vikings do so well with the Saints. Like I I, remember I constantly talked about it with my dad because I mean this guy this guy led them to a five and zero record. Obviously he eventually lost to the Vikings and the playoffs. But I mean it, g- going in like 
a backup quarterback where the where the uh like the star of the show gets injured and you gotta you gotta take over and basically lead lead the whole team. I mean that's that's not easy and to see him and to see him uh, have so like so much success with the Saints was really was really cool to see. And so yeah. Yeah, I, it really, I think it really he, showed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he, uh, I just want to say I think like again like someone you could have as a backup uh mm-hmm. for the fantasy season like yeah, yeah it really shows a lot about him like just as kind of a as a football player and kind of as a person just how he's willing he's always willing to be there and you know he's gonna step up and do really well he's really clutch I mean he came in in a tight mm-hmm. situation for the Saints and led them to a 5-0 and record I mean you never know they they wouldn't have been a three seed they wouldn't have even played the Vikings in the playoffs if he hadn't done that if Drew Brees had still been playing and had lost one game and so it's just interesting I mean he, I, I actually agree with you, Austin. I really like Teddy Bridgewater next year. I have him as my uh, number 20 quarterback. So I just think that he has a lot of weapons to in Carolina. He's got DJ Moore, who I really like next year. He's part of the, the three Ds of, to a good fantasy oh, draft yes. for me. The three wide receiver Ugh. Ds. It's Darius Slayton, Devontae Parker, and, uh, and uh, DJ one. Moore. <laughs> so anyways – those are kind of the three guys that I think would make a good wide receiver, a good draft at the wide receiver position. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I think yeah. that he has a lot of weapons. He obviously has Christian McCaffrey, who is 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 passing yards from uh, or receiving yards from scrimmage. So he's obviously a really great pass catcher. So I know that you can uh, trust him to also have that checkdown option with McCaffrey and be able to run some screen passes, which can really rack up points for quarterbacks, even though their quarterbacks aren't really doing much on those plays. Yeah, I mean, for Bridgewater, I definitely like Bridgewater, too. I think he's going undrafted in a lot of leagues where he really shouldn't be. And, um, yeah, Austin, he went fi- – like you said, he went 5-0 and last year in his five starts when Drew Brees was out. There's something to be said for that, mm-hmm. even though he was yeah. in a loaded offense. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, so uh, your we third, up, Austin, do you want to an- an- announce your third quarterback? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, my third quarterback is Matt Ryan and – He's always been uh, – I mean, I I guess the, the thing I like about him is he's – like, usually I don't really like old guys. I like going for the uh, mm-hmm. the younger guys. But the thing with Matt Ryan is you can you can depend on him, right? So even if – he's like – he's like – I wouldn't say – I mean, he's not like a strong starter, but he's a very strong backup. Like, like if you have him as like number two, like if you have him as like a number two QB, like let's say, like let's say you're not really sure about how your starting QB is gonna do, you almost always know that Matt Ryan is gonna be is gonna do pretty well. Like he's so consistent, and I also I also really like Julio Jones. I like I like the I like their like their chemistry. Like it's it's they've been able to. They've been able to dominate, even though the Falcons haven't done too well in the past. Him and Julio Jones have been able to dominate, just uh, like bombing long passes. Like I, I just, I just really like that pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing so, with yeah. yeah, the thing with Matt Ryan is that, I mean, you can draft him as a quarterback one, like that's very viable. But there's also the option that you say, hey, I may, I got a back end QB one. I got someone like. Uh, for example, in my rankings, I got Tom Brady, who's number 10 in my rankings. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, I don't know if Tom Brady is going to be good. I don't know how it's going to work out in Tampa. I don't know if he's going to be great in a different system that he hasn't – a system that he hasn't played in at all in his career. I mean, he's been with Bill Belichick his entire career. So you never really know. And so you say, hey, uh, maybe two rounds later I'll pick up Matt Ryan. And it's not necessarily that Matt Ryan's yeah. a backup. It's just that – I mean, he kind yeah, of exactly. is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like – He's a guy that, that can be a QB one if you get a guy yeah. that you don't know you can trust, you know? And, and yeah. he's a good guy to fall back on, say, if you're getting someone that's yeah. really boom or bust and you know they're really boom or bust, so they're either going to do really well and you won't have to worry about having a Ryan too much or they're going to yeah. do bad and you'll have to put all your faith yeah. in Matt Ryan. But I don't yeah. mind that too much. Because uh, I, I think the thing with him is, is you don't want to, like, I don't think you want to draft him and say he's going to be your main QB. If you do – do that usually I like having a better QB, uh, especially this this season. Like I would, I would definitely rather have a a different QB than him. But like as my starting QB. But mm-hmm. if I if I had to have someone to fall back on, he's a very realistic option. Like that, mm-hmm. this is some like this is someone that I would definitely pick up. Yeah, 
And so uh, let's go before we wrap this up. Um, so we sort of we previewed this earlier, but Austin, as like a guy who isn't really like the most expert at yeah. fantasy, I mean, you've provided some great analysis yeah. there, of course. I mean, but like, I mean. um, as as what, what would you say to all the uh, average Joes about there? Is this some for, uh, about some advice or for uh, staying yeah, afloat yeah. in fantasy? Of course, of course, of course. So I think so for for people who don't have uh. Uh, who aren't like as focused on like fantasy football or just like football in general and aren't like constantly like keeping up like going into the draft I definitely think can be like very confusing I think there there are two things that are are really good I think talking like talking to people uh, first of all I think doing just a couple of mock drafts like that has really that has Mm -hmm. really helped me I think Another thing is just like talking to other people who are good at fantasy football and like seeing their opinions. I know my brother; he's an absolute like he's he's in, he's insane. He 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 consistently like wins his leagues, and so you know he'll he'll send me a few tips, you know. And then uh, I'd say like the third thing is is just like it's really easy to find uh, like the the like the experts' analysis on. Uh, of, the online. players like easily online so like mm-hmm. there's so many different websites that you can go to and look and like see the rankings and those are so those are so helpful mm-hmm. and like sure like I feel like the one thing is like some people are want to be original like want to have their like few uh few players the few sleepers and honestly like you go for that but like if I think like I think for me it's my and also looking up strategy I'd say you look up those rankings, look up where they place the players, uh, look up like what, like what type of, like what positions do you want at like these certain rounds and then like maybe plan out like a little bit like before. So you don't freak out if one of your players does get taken, take like the players that you want and then have a few sleepers. Like if like have some people who you think are underrated and like that would make it more fun for you because you you do take like the expert amount you do like make sure that you have at least an okay fantasy team but then you get to use your own opinion like if you really like a guy and you think he's underrated then you can take him and that's always fun to have one of your like a a sleeper that you you can uh like get excited to watch and like see him progress Mm -hmm. over the season yeah you did not mention the one we thought you might mention which was being trade savvy oh 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 oh. sorry sorry I, i just i completely forgot about that 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 is definitely uh, something I want to pinpoint. I think ripping people off in trades. R- r- yeah, <laughs> ripping people off, being smart, same thing. What you gotta yeah, don't do? Get, do you don't want to get too trade happy. You don't want to okay. just trade a I'd trade, say, but you want to make I'd good say, trades. Says the player wrong. who made the yeah, most okay. trades in our fantasy league. It's last like season. it's like okay. <laughs> I say I say it's like in the middle of things. Uh, I think usually our th- our trades. Our, I mean our league is, is an exception, but in most leagues. Where like I feel like you want to be in a league where people like understand football because if people are just able to completely rip off other people, then it's not as fun. But it is fun like trying to vi- convince people who already know about football that they're wrong and like like it. It's definitely I I think the two point being trade savvy actually is really helpful if you're able to, like pull up articles and stuff and convince people. I mean, and it just adds fun to it. I think I think that's like. That's the, like one last thing I'm going to say. I think with fantasy football, there's some people who aren't as interested in like football and stuff. And, and sometimes maybe it can get a little boring constantly looking at like the like uh, different uh, articles and stuff, trying to figure out what players you want. But honestly, just have fun with it. You know, like like involve some other things, like in, like add some little like uh, different things, like maybe like tell your friend you're going to uh, like add some different like challenges outside of fantasy football if for the loser, like put a punishment for the winner, yeah. like make a trophy or mm-hmm. something like make it fun, make it competitive because that that's probably the, like the most fun thing about fantasy football. And then you're actually going to be really engaged and you'll find yourself actually learning a lot about football, even when you're just trying to compete with your friends. And that's what I did. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
for the thing about trade savvy though, I mean, you don't want to rip people off to the point where they won't trade with you no matter what. Yeah. But like, I mean, yeah. and, and in our league, I think people learned Austin's tricks later in the season and uh, learned to not just accept anything. <laughs> no, no. Later uh, in the season. Well, yeah, uh, later in the season, I think. I don't know. Think I about Tony Pollard and Julio. Oh, oh, well, that was that. That player wasn't wasn't trying. I, I was a consistent. I was a consistent trader. I traded all day long. Yeah, yeah. But I remember that. Tony Pollard for Julio Jones or something? Oh, no, wait, it was to- Julio Jones. He was like Julio Jones for Keenan Allen and Tony Pollard. Yeah, and it was like he, Keenan he Allen's left. worse than Julio Jones. So I imagined Austin throwing in Tony Pollard. It's like, okay, now that you've thrown him in, sure. Like that yeah. was not that was not a fair deal. But but see, like the but then again, like there are two parts of that I was gonna that kind of relates to what I was talking about. First of all, like he wasn't uh, the like the guy I was trying to make that trade with he wasn't as involved with the league and like, wasn't like really getting into it. And yeah, that made it less happened. fun. So it's like, what's fun is when everyone's completely involved, but then also it also shows like what I was doing is like, he, so he goes to my school. So like I would talk to him in school, like make jokes about making trades, like discuss trades, like, like, you know, maybe throw in, like I do this for him. If he like mm-hmm. outside of like, I mean, sure. It's not like completely like uh, like a proper, fantasy football but if you want it like if you're not a like a football fanatic and you just want to have like a good time playing fantasy football and learn like learn about football then that's a really good way to do it just like basically have fun with it yeah I mean check with your commissioner before you uh do of course illicit activities in the league but like yeah I mean just have fun with it though (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah yeah, well, so that's going to be it for our show today. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening and downloading, Boy. as always. Austin, thanks for coming on. Oh, oh wait, yeah. Oh, thank you, but, you know, I sorry, I got I to gotta plug one more time. That's okay. All right, yeah, you can plug your <laughs> podcast again. Make sure to go uh, download Don't Worry About It on all, all different podcasting platforms. Please. Yep. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google it, it, Podcasts, it's good. others. It's good. Is it good, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, no, guys, well, this is. Right, Chris, th- I mean, Calvin, 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 is it good? Yeah, it's great. No, I'm going to give this a great plug. Mm. Listen to this plug. This is the best fantasy football podcast out there, and we're saying it's great. So it must be insane. Like, wait. That, like, insanely good. That, that made no sense at all. No, we're the best fantasy football podcast. <laughs> so if we're saying something's great, it must be great because uh, we're very reliable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, thanks for – and instead of going through all the links, I'm just going to say if you go to sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy, you can find our rankings and articles. You can find our emails. You can find our live sports talk shows. Um, all the links to everything is on that site. Make oh, yeah. sure to oh, keep yeah. rating and reviewing and downloading. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn and a couple other places as well. So, yeah, make sure to look for us because That's we're right. everywhere. <laughs> thanks for, for listening. You. And we'll see you guys next time.